Well, you got to fill an hour, buddy. <laughs> I don't have to. Aaron don't have to. Nope. You have to. The, the last 15. Do you, remember, <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember when Shadow Stevens did the top the top 40 countdown back in like the, the early 90s? And when he was introducing a song, he would just like, instead of having to get out by the time the song started singing, they would just keep repeating the opening, the opening like 30 seconds of the song over and over again under his voice. That's what I'll do. I'll just let the the, the exit theme play for 15 minutes at the end of the show. Just wow, you just isolated about... Fill out the hour. About four, about, you know, the remaining 14 listeners... Just isolated them out of the picture. <laughs> it may or may not have been two of your hosts. Because I have no idea. What, is it Adrian Zamed? Who the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Shadow Stevens. Who the fuck is Shadow Stevens? He was, a, he was a DJ that did a top 40 countdown in the early 90s. <sighs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> in, in your market? <laughs> No, he actually had a national show, just like Casey Kasem. What you got? What's your market? You're in Ohio, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's your market? Wincinnati. <laughs> is, is that what your big tagline is? Every every couple of years, you had that stupid national deal where you can win like ten bazillion dollars. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was like every every few years. How how do you explain it? Every few years they would have this like national contest, but they wouldn't really tell you that nobody's really going to win. Nobody's going to win. No, it's just like the McDonald's million dollar giveaway back in the day. Nobody yes. actually won it. <laughs> well, the McDonald's million dollar giveaway that wasn't far fetched because that was just a million dollars. I mean, that's not a whole lot for the McDonald's Foundation. Let's be honest. You know, right. you know, you know. How about all these kids that used to be able to not see that can almost see? They're doing <laughs> wonders. I mean, that money's going places. I don't, I don't. You know. So yeah, they, they McDonald's has been. They're they're pretty good. I, I I support them. I like their fries at least. To tell you the truth. <laughs> Well, everybody, you're listening to Reliving the Extreme, and this week we are going to be covering the We're episode sponsored by McDonald's. <laughs> sponsored by McDonald's. Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> we'll be covering the episode of ECW from November the 29th, 1994. Nate Maxson here, along with my brother Aaron. What's up, everybody? And a man who's actually on this episode of ECW this week, our friend, Mr. Chad Austin. The superstar. The superstar. <laughs> um. Yeah, there's. We were discussing. We don't. None of us have a lot of notes on this week's show, but we'll find something to pick apart and get to it. If you haven't listened to Aaron's show, the year that was that from this week, talking about Slamboree '97, Chad was also on that show. We had a grand old time. It was yes. It was like a multi-universe thing, like Marvel does. All the shows converged into one. Yesterday. (laughs) Oh, it was yesterday. Yeah, you were kind of there. <laughs> All right, well, Archie Archie Mitchell showed up. It was it was. Oh, there we go. The rivalry All continues. <laughs> All of a sudden, you got to bring Archie Mitchell into this. 
No wonder the show went sideways. <laughs> or around. <laughs> or like a waste. Yeah, shit. That's funny. Um, did you guys have anything you want to talk about before we get started? Other than Archie Mitchell? He gets too much airtime. Yeah. No. Yeah. He gets too much airtime already. But no, I don't even know about this show. So um, I, want to, I want to ask you, Chad, because I know you're an AEW viewer. What did you think about the Moxley CM Punk deal? Dude, I, I can't. As a, as a worker, as a worker, I can't see anything wrong with what they did. As a worker, mm-hmm. because I can, I can, uh, you know, and a lot of times I hate watching them matches and looking at them in that perspective. You know what I mean? Right. Because I was like, dude, what would I do? You know, what would I do if I was like ahead of that? But I mean, but there, there really wasn't a whole lot that you probably could do. Because you couldn't do, you couldn't do punk um, Moxley. Hey guys, you couldn't do Punk Moxley what thirty minutes, thirty five minutes, right? You couldn't, you couldn't do it that way. So you had to find out a way that you could do it to where it, 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 it almost looks like it's not anything that has to do with the wrestling company's fault, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, put the blame the, on somebody else. At the, yes. at the in the in the moment, I thought, well, I mean, maybe they're doing this just because Punk's still hurt or something, and blah blah blah, but. Then they announced that they are going to wrestle it all out, right? So I just, I don't know. I guess I just don't get why they did the match on Wednesday if they're going to have the match at all out anyway. Well, one of the, one of the funny, one of the funny things that I've heard about that I, that, that I've read about was that all of this is a punk, um, like rouge. Mm hmm. Like none of this is true, so it's, it's essentially just a, a work to to gain interest back to gain interest for the show, pretty much. Yeah, but I mean, but if that if that's a work, that actually kind of speaks volumes to what they're doing because people like me are talking about it like it's a shoot, right? So it's not a bad thing. I don't know. I mean, I mean, there's, there's, there's no, there's no chance this match can't happen. <laughs> like, there's a, there's a hundred percent chance that this match can't happen. And if, if it does, there's, there's, yeah. You guys understand what happens when that kind of stuff happens. Yeah, well, I mean, you it, kill the territory. You kill the territory. They riot. They burn the building down. I mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. They do. There's no way they're going to do any of that stuff. It's the same thing with Chris Jericho. Like, he keeps towing that line. And that's hilarious to me is that he keeps making me look like almost like every single week he's doing the, um, like, I'm so sick of you fucking doing this crappy stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Do something for real. Yeah, but he never I, does, and that's the best part about it. He <laughs> just comes out to Judas week in and week out. Here's Chris Jericho. Like you said, toe in the line. 
It goes a lot to call back to last week's episode, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get into the ECW show for this week, let's get into a paragraph as we have been of Chad's Wikipedia page. We left off last week and you had a title in Maryland Championship Wrestling. So over the next seven months, Slavinsky successfully defended his title against Mikey Whipwreck, Keenan Creed, and Black Dragon. Other than Mikey, anything about the other two guys there? Keenan Creed and Black Dragon? Well, um, Mikey Mikey goes without, without saying... I mean, I'm sure we pretty much already discussed, you know, me and Mikey's relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Mikey was fine. I mean, Mikey was great, and 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 at, at, you know, professionally, and the way what we were supposed to do, Mikey was probably still the best out of out of all of them. But me personally, dude, I love working with fucking Keenan, man. He was one of the guys, right? Yeah, yeah, and I, I've actually, yeah, I've seen a, I've seen some Keenan Creed stuff, so I'm not, I'm not uh, oblivious to him. I thought, I thought he was good. Black Dragon, I don't know who that is, but I don't know that I've ever seen. And I'm sure there's been like 20 Black Dragons in wrestling, but I don't. know. Well, he, that. no, he was a, he was a guy that, cup of coffee man in Maryland. He trained enough. He knew enough martial arts to, you know, come up with a, you know, a character. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he did a few matches, and and I've always said on this show and and much on your other platforms that I was always the guy that either worked with the green guys that didn't know shit, or I worked with the big name guys. Right. Like I was never a guy that was in the in the title picture, you know, for a territory. I was like, all right, you're working King Kong Bundy again. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ! How much money do I owe this guy? <laughs> Who's my lawyer? That's basically what I want to know. If wrestling was real, do we cheat him and how? Yeah. Who's my <laughs> lawyer? How come for the last sixteen weeks I've wrestled for King Kong Bundy? You need a new lawyer. <laughs> yeah. I- I've never seen one of these contracts. Let's see here. Chad also defeated former champion Adam Flash at a special MCW show near near Ocean City, Maryland on June 10th, and Ronnie Zucco at the 2000 Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup on July 19th. I know we talked about Adam Flash last week. Ronnie Zucco, does that name ring a bell? Oh, my wife loves her, so Ronnie. It, it's actually Zucco. <laughs> She loves her some Zuko. <laughs> yeah, soda. Yeah, soda Pop is um is a guy that came through the school. Uh, we really never talked about him before because I mean I I I had my greatest match of all time with him. No, we yeah, I've never I've never talked about not talked to you about him, and nobody's ever saw it except for the two Briscoe brothers. Rambling Rich, and I think were the, were the only three people that ever saw it. It was at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> <laughs> after we went out and got hammer time. <laughs> like me and Ronnie, like we used to work out at the school all the time. And, and, and I, I mean, I know I've told this before on the show when I worked at the school, when I trained at the school, I only worked with the guys that were a little more refined. Mm hmm. 
you know, the guys that could bump, the guys that could hit the ropes. I'm not going to teach them that. I'm not going to teach them how to fall down. Before you touch me, you got to learn how to do that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and when I got a hold of Ronnie, and I was probably, I'm probably six, seven years older than Ronnie. And we kind of like, just whoever taught him, um, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was RJ, my brother Bruiser. Rest in peace, my boy. And I'm sure that he was part of the training of Ronnie. And Ronnie was like, he, he, in my in my opinion, he was the standout of the crowd. But we also had guys coming out of that class like Orlando Jordan and um, a couple a couple other guys that went on to do like you know like the Joey Matthews kind mm-hmm. of class. Yeah, but Soda Pop, in my opinion, is my is my is is my favorite opponent. I mean, Bob's my favorite opponent to work at a fair. <laughs> you know, <laughs> to work at a at a carnival. But if I'm gonna work like a real opponent at a real show, I'd much rather work Soda Pop. <laughs> Let's see here. At a at an October twenty eighth show in Glen Burnie, um, Creed was Oh, well, this talks about your feud with Keenan Creed. Creed was briefly awarded the title after using a chain brought by Slavinsky to pin the champion. When the referee spotted the chain, it was assumed it belonged to Creed, and he was disqualified. A local disc jockey who had been invited to the event and had been attacked by Total Quality Management earlier in the show informed the referee what had taken place, and the decision was again reversed, giving Creed the win via disqualification, but not the belt. And this and was what? Do you remember this fiasco? <laughs> this is uh, yeah, I'm sure I do. October twenty eighth, I think two thousand. Was it, it like, like? Was it? Did you say it was like in Delaware, Glen Burnie, wherever that's at, Glen Burnie. Oh no, that's not. That was relatively like basically where I lived, Glen Burnie. But I could. I think I actually think they got the um the venue wrong on that. I think they do. Okay. Because cause the names that you said, like the cowboy, then you said a cowboy. There, you know, there was, the, there was a disc jockey involved. Yeah, 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 yeah. That 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 just no, no, no. That's that's a Delaware market guy, and we did like a three month program with them. I mean, maybe they came to MCW and did mm-hmm. something. I don't, I don't, I don't remember them doing it, but they may have. But the yeah, DJ Shadow Stevens. What's that? With the DJ Shadow Stevens? I, I don't know. It was it was Casey Stakem. <laughs> I have no idea. Keep your feet I mean, on the ground and keep bumping for the stars. <laughs> that's right. I mean that's, that that would be that that's a great character. Develop that. Find the guy that wants to be a, like a guy like the who does the character that the guy on NXT does, who used to be. The guy that could really, Mr. Kennedy, is that his name? What the fuck is that name anymore? Yeah, never mind. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, yeah, too much, too much to think about. No, I mean, but you know, what I'm talking about no, the guy on Raw. I'm not even talking about Mr. Kennedy. The yeah, guy I mean, who, what's that? You're talking about the maximum male models guy or whatever. Yeah, that guy. What, LA Knight, Max Three. Whatever, whatever happened to that guy? L.A. Knight, Max Debris. It's like fucking 
best piece of talent, one of the best piece of talents they got on their fucking show, and he's in that shit. It's but ridiculous. he sounds like a designer jean. <laughs> L.A. Knight, master free. <laughs> <laughs> the last little part here of this paragraph. Chad finally lost the title to Creed a month later in Odenton. On December 6, 2000, he and Chip Bowman took Ke- took on Keenan Creed and Kelly Bell in Glen Burnie. So, oh, yeah, lot, lots of shit going down in Glen Burnie. It sounds like a hot town. Fuck yeah, man. That's the place where we ran. Yeah, because we're talking about we're talking about how big of the crowds were. Like you know, you know, three hundred eighty-seven people. No, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm on the radio. Oh, sorry. Come on, I, I, you said eleven hundred eighty-seven people. That's right. Now listen, listen. Vince McMahon said ninety-three thousand people showed up at WrestleMania three. So if Chad wants to say eleven eleven thousand showed up in Glen Burnie. That's more power to you. <laughs> eleven thousand in Glen Burnie. <laughs> I'm not even sure 11,000 people even live. They packed the Walmart parking lot. It also sounds like a guy that would wear khaki shorts and a polo and some New Balance shoes. Like, oh, fuck, here comes Glenn Burney. He's your district manager. He's a fucking loser. (laughs) Glenn Burney. Are you shooting on the guy whose name is Glenn Burney? Yeah. Is that like what you're doing? Sounds like a loot. Glenn Burney. Yeah, but Aaron thinks that there's got to be a guy named Glenn Burney. And he wears white shoes with Velcro or something. Yeah, he wears new balance. He's an he's a fucking <laughs> he's a fucking accountant. He wears like hand-me-down Zubas. <laughs> like he don't even know where he got them. He just likes the way they fit. <laughs> Somebody told him they were once worn by Arn Anderson. I didn't even know who that is. <laughs> he thought it was somebody his aunt knew. <laughs> you know, the, you know, any, anybody could anybody could trick you into the, you're you're related to it, Arn Anderson. Can't they? Yeah, he's got to have a big, he's got to have a big pumpkin head. <laughs> be kind of basic looking, and you can yeah, be go nice. bald. Hairy chest? I don't know. Yeah. Big pumpkin head, hairy chest. Average build. You're married, to, married to Marty Funk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I didn't want to I didn't want to forget it. <laughs> pumpkin head Anderson. Have we gotten any any heat at all for this? Nah. Oh dude. Wait till we do. Because when we do, it's going to be like weeks and weeks of episodes that she's going to have to like listen to and go back. And go, They've been doing it for this long. <laughs> like wait, wait till somebody brings it to their attention. Look, this, these motherfuckers are talking about you and your fucking. I don't know. I don't even know who we're talking about. Mitchell husband or whoever. She's going to go, Dory, have you heard this? He's going to go, was it on the AM radio? If it wasn't on the AM radio, I didn't hear it. I can't even hear you. He's over there sitting next to a coffee pot in the CB. (laughs) He's scanning channels and he's saying, Breaker, Breaker 1-9 Amarillo. Is the show still on tonight? And this was 1994. 
You don't have any idea what's going what's, on. What's the frequency, Kenneth? <laughs> Come on, Dora. You're in there fucking playing with your your, your, your little knobs. And, and just imagine how long, you know, how long, you know, when people have a CB, one of the things you have to do is you cut everything short. You know, it's breaker one nine. You know, it's, uh, you know, what's your handle? And it's, uh, you know, where's Lemonhead. the wall? Breaker one nine, this is a lemon head coming at you. <laughs> but, but it's Marty. <laughs> this is mother of lemon head. <laughs> <laughs> coming at dude we gotta stop it fun story CBN with CBN with Terry this is, this is middle aged and crazy over mother jugs and lemon head mother jugs <laughs> <and lemonhead. laughs> we, we've really gotta stop making fun story dude I'm he's, starting to actually feel bad <laughs> he's putting bro cream on his curly Q sitting on his CB alright oh. Can we can we move on? We're done beating up Dory Funk. It's time to talk <laughs> about this episode of ECW. We're all gonna get arrested for elder abuse. <laughs> <laughs> like From over the, the uh, over the internet, even worse. <laughs> November 29th, nineteen ninety four. The episode of ECW. We start the show. You're kind of a cityscape there, looking at litter laying around. There's like tires laying around everywhere and shit. And we have the public enemy cutting a promo about being the tag team champions and that they're going to be facing Taz and Sabu at Holiday Hell. I don't have any notes on this other than at the end. I think Johnny Grunge said, rock a bye, baby. Aaron? Uh, it was just a, it was, I it liked this promo from the public end. Kind of what we say about when they leave the goofball shit out of it. It's not, they're, they're not bad. You know what I mean? This wasn't like, this wasn't like the O Johnny type promos. They, they cut it. They cut a serious, menacing promo, and I actually kind of enjoyed it. Well, that's almost like you're stealing what I say about them every single other week. I mean, it's not a that's not a bad thing. I'm not calling you a hack or anything. I'm just saying, but yeah, isn't that what I've been saying? Yeah. When when they cut when they cut, what's that? Oh, I I just think we agree on it that when they when they keep it serious, it's not bad. But when they go corny, it's... yeah, dude, that's just that's just ridiculous. And I I think I think we're past all that. Don't I mean don't you? I mean. Oh, they come back with a promo here in a minute, and it's fucking. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they they uh, they do that promo, and then we sh- they show us the footage from last week. Too much of it. Too much of the Jesus footage from last Christ. week. They pretty much replayed like the last ten minutes of last week's show again of the whole. Which I mean, it was all good stuff, but I didn't need to watch it again. Maybe highlights, but not that much anyway. All the stuff going down with Sabu and Taz, the public enemy, the Malenkos from last week. And then, like Aaron said, public enemy comes back in with another promo. Go ahead, Aaron. Well, I mean, I didn't write down what they say, but it, they, this one, like, I saw this, the first promo. I'm like, oh, this is good. They left out the, in my notes, said promo wasn't terrible, left out the goofball bullshit recap of Malenko Brothers versus Sabu and Taz. More public enemy on the streets promo. 
and they went cornball with it, and it was redundant. Like, it was too much public enemy at the beginning of the show. They should have just cut it out at that one promo they did, in my opinion. Well, I mean, I'm not going to... I can't... I don't know how to do this or anything, but I did write down at one point... See, this is the recap. Public Emmy, there was taboo. Then I wrote, uh, I'm really getting tired of Public Enemy. I I guess that goes with what you're saying, right? Yeah, they overstayed their welcome with the second promo. They they are. All right, so tell me if you guys think I'm wrong. Paul Heyman perceives the Public Enemy at this point as the number two act in his promotion behind Sabu. Because he well, gives them, he gives know, them ho- so much TV time. Hopefully, he does. Or do you think he's already fully committed at this point? I, I don't know. I just, I'd put. I mean, let's not forget. Let's not forget, Nate, that we're we're still dealing. We're still dealing with the fact that that's still Ted Petty's ring. Mm-hmm. You know. So he's got to yeah. deal with that to begin with. So I just, I, I, I guess my observation just comes from the fact that I know he's, I know Shane Douglas is the champion, and etc. But Public Enemy is literally the only act I think that is featured on every single show. Public Enemy is on every show. Everybody else is, you know, maybe they miss a week, maybe you don't see them for a couple of weeks, or they're just talked about. Public Enemy is featured on every single one of these shows. And I just, I perceive that Paul looks at them as like his biggest act, maybe just past Sabu. Oh, yeah. Just, because, just an observation. And, oh, totally, because he, he wouldn't have access to Sabu. Right. To cut promos like that. And then if he did, then that would also just start costing the money again. Because now Sabu has to go find somebody that has a, can't, you know, you know how it all just you know, then then you gotta send it, and then Paul's gotta fucking air it, and then Paul's gotta reimburse you for the you know, right? Like just the way the whole entire thing goes, and, and you know it's it's just a complete clusterfuck when you start doing all that, and it's it's too petty too, especially because ECW was so was so minor that it really was all about that hundred dollar two hundred dollar. Mm-hmm. No kind of shit. Aaron, anything else on Public Enemy before we move along? Uh, just that, like I said, if they would keep it not goofball, I wouldn't have such a big problem with them, but that's it. The next thing on the show, Joey intros the show officially and uh, runs down the matches that are announced so far for the Holiday Hell Show, which is Public Enemy and Taz, or Public Enemy versus Sabu and Taz for the tag titles, 911 versus the Pitbulls in a handicap match, and Shane Douglas defending the ECW title against Ron Simmons. So that's your upcoming Holiday Hell feature matches. And they did show some cool pictures from Japanese magazines of the guys. Yeah, and there, I even made um. A comment that it doesn't even come into play until later on, but yeah, I saw Linda Rufa and I saw Dr. Yeah. Mike Lano, the dentist to the wrestling stars there. <laughs> it's hard, it's hard to miss Linda. I know Linda's been there and, and, what, since what since Sabu started. Yeah, and she's been around like 
way before that too and yeah well i mean she became famous when she became sabu's like photographer and and that's how i came across her what 90 with three or so you know mm-hmm. i just remember like she was around in like the nwa and flair would always there's like a couple promos where flair like brings her in there or whatever because like you know she's a local. oh new shit i didn't know that yeah as long as we're talking about the same chick we're talking about the brunette photographer yeah, with the big lips photographer. It's, it's been on every show for the last 30 years. Yeah, there's promos on, on NWA where, like, Flair pulls her over and he's like, oh, the ladies like us. And you can tell he's trying to, like, you know. Oh, that's Linda there. Rufa. Yeah. And, and you know, she's a, she's a big deal. Like, she really is a big deal. Because, you know, she has the access to the Japanese um, magazine market and... You get over in Japan, man. Seriously. Come on. You know? Money. The next thing on the CCW show, two Colt Scorpio defending the ECW TV title against the shooter, Dean Malenko. Um, the match itself, the meat of the match, they they uh, they slow it down. They have a pretty decent little wrestling match here. Um, I and and I... I, I liked I liked uh, Joey on commentary too, especially highlighting like when he's talking about this match and the and the technical aspect of it and all of that. Just talking about the style of ECW, how you'll have a match like this, but you're also going to have the you know the hardcore stuff. I heard and, that. And yeah, just just making the juxtaposition to the uh, to the other promotions type of of presentation, and he was very effective here in selling ECW style. And it's funny because you didn't have to sell it to anybody who was already watching it. Right. <laughs> that, that, like, Nate, I put that in my notes. I was like, ah, I thought it was kind of different. I had a different opinion. I thought Joey's kind of laying it on a little thick with it, you know? Like, come on, we get it, you know? And, and you're, you're, you're selling lemonade to people that already like lemonade. You know what I mean? It's like, shut the fuck up and just talk about the match. Did you say lemonhead again? Jeez, no, I said I, lemonade. I know. Oh, you said but, lemonade? But what I'm saying, like, like I get what you're saying, though, too, that um, ECW's just kind of starting to get talked about a little more. So, so I understand there's probably people that haven't watched it before that might be watching, but I think Joey kind of Instead of talking about the match, he was more like, "Oh, we're different. We're the whatever." It's like just talk about the match and and let people realize, "Whoa, this is different," you know. Well, obviously, the, the uh, all right, you know, I can I can totally agree with what you said, totally. But that that's basically because the content of the of the of the TV, whatever they had to do wasn't worth wasting the time you know was it i don't know was it me you know whatever it was wasn't worth the time for joey styles to be putting that shit over because that was just you know filler i'm sorry i'm not really mad at you or anything i would just (laughs) i I get it i just really like this match and it might be it might be the mark in me because I'm a I'm a big fan of both guys, but I really like the match. 
thought they, I thought they did it. They told a good story with Malenko trying to work Scorpio's legs to not be able to let him fly and shit like that. I thought, it, I thought it was a good match. My fa- my favorite spot of the match was the the victory roll off the top rope. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, Malenko yeah, took a hell of a slam on the outside. I don't think this was this was the match, but one of the matches that I saw because the reason why I say that because I thought it was a different looking ring, but they did a thirty minute draw, and. I remember watch. Uh, I remember watching about you know five or six minutes in, just you know getting ready and then walking by and watching and going, "Wow, this is dude, this is amazing." You know this yeah. this dude's this dude's ridiculous. And I knew I was I knew I knew I was a, a small guy doing high flying shit. Never never talking about a guy who's two hundred and forty pounds. Doing high flying shit. And... Yeah, Scorpio. Scorpio is probably. I don't know. He he doesn't get talked about enough when people talk about wrestling for just a natural pro wrestler, crisp, smooth. Um, you don't see, you, you don't see a lot of you don't see a lot of holes in Scorpio's game. Yeah, he doesn't fuck up a lot. You know. No. Nah. He don't fuck up a lot on TV. I was about to say he was fucked up a lot, but he don't fuck up a lot in the ring. Up a lot. <laughs> yeah, whatever he does on his own time, it's his own business. But when he was there, it company, is. <laughs> but when he was coming out with Bagwell, he was fine. <laughs> I think. Well, like I said, they have a they have a good match here, um, Malenko. Scorpio misses a moonsault, and then Malenko hits a neckbreaker on Scorpio to get the win and become the new television champion, um, which this match, is, as I said uh, a couple of weeks ago on the show, was actually filmed before November to Remember because the title change from last week and the title change from this week actually happened on the same show on November 4th. And we're at November 29th. But regardless, that's pro wrestling. You know, you tape, you tape. That's what that's what you do. We have a new TV champion in Dean Malenko in the ECW. Um, anything else on that match, guys, before we move on to the main event of the night with Chad Austin? No. This, like I said, I enjoyed it. And I, I, I know we're going to get to see more of it coming in the weeks to come, so I, I, I I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, lo- I mean, I liked it, dude. It, it, all that stuff was fun. Scorpio doing anything that's not Scorpio is is actually funny. To tell you the truth, if you never if you never hung out with Scorpio, then that's you know that's pretty funny. But, you know, he's not a he's not a character. He's not a uh, you know. But yeah, you tell him to do something, he'll do it, and he did it. Well, the next segment on the show, like I said, Chad Austin comes to the ring and cuts a promo about Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Aaron, you wanna you wanna be the break this segment down for us? I mean, I don't have a lot to break down on it, but Chad comes out and he calls ECW. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. I mean, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm Mike saying, George. I, I'm just saying, I don't have like copious notes. I'm just saying, Chad comes out. Looking uh, good, mind you. See, there yeah. you go. There's copious notes. 
Uh, Joey Styles says, "Oh, like he he talks down Chad and how how upset he is with him and and feels like he even even Joey thinks he could beat Chad up." Um, Chad calls ECW and all the ECW wrestlers and all the fans scumbags, and then he talks about how Smoky Mountain Wrestling is better than ECW in every way. Even like even the town, like even Knoxville and Tennessee, it's a better place to live. Hey, the, the air was cleaner, and you're not wrong oh. on that line. You're not you're not wrong at all. I, I'll take Knoxville over Dude, Philadelphia. Nate, I fucking live down there. Yeah, I know. I mean, that was all a that was all a shoot. I mean, and that stuff, you know. But I didn't say anything about the wrestling. I mean, the pay's not better. <laughs> Is that what yell? The air is cleaner, but the pay is not any better. Is that what I'm supposed to do? I can't do that. But I love the fact that you call people scumbags because that's one of my favorite things to call people. Well, that's like, Paul Lee, man. That was a that's a Paul Lee gimmick. He told you to call them scumbags. No, no, no. He told me that that was going to be my um. My tagline gimmick. Scumbags. Yeah, it was gonna be scumbag was gonna be my like you know, my gimmick. I don't know. I guess he thought that we can just figure out a way to just put it on a shirt. <laughs> That's but what I, I, like, I like calling people scumbags and scuzz buckets. Those are my two favorite things to call people. Oh slime balls shit bird. Oh my god. I like Anything Mr. Leahy says on Trailer Park Boys. Anything that comes to mind to me, I'll say. And Joey is begging for somebody to come out and shut Chad up. And then that brings out Shane Douglas. Um, Shane Douglas confronts Chad and basically dresses him down. And Chad decides to slug Shane Douglas. And then... Why would I wait for him? Yeah, and then it turns into a match. It's not a match because they ring the bell, like a bell rings. But then Joey's talking about how it's not a match, so I don't know. I don't know if this is actually a match or what. But um, we roll into you fighting Shane. I don't know. I mean, what do you think they told me? It's a match. They told you Shane Douglas is going to beat you up. Yeah. I pretty much it's pretty much probably what they told me. Uh, Paul, just like pretend change nine one one and go out there and do your thing. <laughs> Why even waste the ink on go out there and do your thing? How about just nine one one versus one question mark, <laughs> and that equals me, Donnie Allen, and <laughs> Joe Hartgood. <laughs> Yeah, we all knew what the question mark was. <laughs> um, one note I have in here is: Do you got? You might know. Did did Cornette even know that ECW was like using you as the Smoky Mountain beat up guy? No, apparently, apparently he didn't until I saw him many years after. I mean, well after. Maybe seven, six, seven years later that I saw him and, and I ran into him. And, and like Knoxville. 
and I, I just told him who I was, and I and uh and and you know what? He didn't give a fuck who I was anyway. Why would I even try to pretend like I'm gonna even go? Hey, how did you feel about me doing this? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, hey, Cornette, I work for you, I'm Chad Austin. Hey, nice to meet you, Chad. <laughs> nice to meet you, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To the left. Right? So then you know who won the pony. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm to the left. Hey, is Luke Kibbleman here? Where is Luke? Shane, Shane is forcing forcing Chad to say that ECW is number one to end this segment. Um, overall, effective segment, effective segment for you, I think, and you're your whatever your character is here, Chad, and then for Shane too to come out and since he's the champion to be defending the honor of ECW. Well, yeah, I I, I agree. I agree. I'm sorry, Aaron. Would you do you have a better? Do you have anything you want to add to it? No, I I, I thought it was effective and it was a way to get. It was like the first example, or not first example, but it was like their way of dissing the independent company that was going against them. You know what I mean? And they were just using you as the Smoky Mountain guy that, okay, ECW is going to beat the shit out of Smoky Mountain and we're going to use Chad. And it, it, it was effective and it worked for that crowd because that crowd knew who Smoky Mountain wrestling was. It, it was a, it was kind of an insider. I shouldn't say it's a smart Mark storyline or Whatever, if that makes sense. Now, my my question to you guys, and even though even though I find it entertaining, is it more of what we've been talking about with Shane talking about the other champions from the other company? Is it more spending time on your show talking about other promotions? Is it would you put that in the same in the same category? Not on that because I think they're at the kind of the it's two companies that are kind of the same level. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like WWF and WCW at this point probably aren't even going to acknowledge or even know that the ECW thing's happening, but they do this with the thought process of maybe Cornette will catch wind of it and retaliate. And then that gets ECW mentioned on another show, which gets more eyes to them. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. to me, this is even, this is smarter than going after WCW or WWF. And Aaron, oh, yeah. I know, Aaron, I know you've watched, you've watched, you've watched the Smoky Mountain TV shows probably more times than I have. Do they ever mention ECW on Smoky Mountain? Not really. Okay. The only thing they do is they, um, if I remember right, when Chad's on there, they introduce him as being from um, extreme Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's right. That's really about the 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 gist the of, it. of it. Okay. Yeah. Well, then You're we get a, Pennsylvania. That's that that that's because Cornette has a different ad. I shouldn't speak because I don't I don't know, but Cornette probably had a different philosophy of why he talked about these other people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of course. By not oh, yeah. by not by not acknowledging them, you're acknowledging that they don't matter. Like, like, yeah. like Vince, uh, the more the Vince mindset. Yeah. 
Hell, Vince McMahon, fuck, back in the 80s, if you left the WWF, you never existed until you come back. We ain't talking about you. We're never going to mention your name. Who's Bruno San Martino? Yeah. Scrubs. <laughs> Jesus. I'll tell you. Um, Two times. <laughs> Two times. Um, and then we get it. We get a little, a little montage of Shane Douglas promos here, um, starting at the beginning where he threw down the NWA title and hoisted up the ECW World Championship. But he doesn't say anything in any of these promos that is uh, anything. To, it, it's just your standard. It's, it's like they took all the standard Shane Douglas ECW cookie cutter promos and put them together as one. There's the one promo he cut, and I put it in my notes. It's like I'm glad he ditched the. Um... Just the mustache. The what? There was a point where, like, there's a couple times where he has a beard and he's shaving or whatever, but then there was one point where Shane just was like, I'm going to go with a mustache. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. (laughs) That's all. Get rid of your mustache there, buddy. Yeah, you know, come on, seriously. Nobody, I mean, has there ever been a rumor of a big Shane Douglas dick pic? Is anybody like you know? Hey, th- look at this guy's dick. Because we all know everybody with a big dick's got a mustache. <laughs> at least by the films I've seen. <laughs> Paul Jones must have been hung like a horse then. <laughs> Paul Jones, you said. <laughs> I have no idea what Paul Jones. Is hung like a horse, like him and fucking rude and Manny when they were together. They were just slanging dick all across. <laughs> oh, the Baron! <laughs> hey, what, what, what about T. Joe Cock? <laughs> He's like, my main head ain't the only one I'm gonna be swinging around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was the Paul Jones's cock army. Watch out, baby doll. Baron Von Koski. <laughs> and that's all the people need to know. Yeah, it's the cock. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Joey Styles now back here. He introduces more uh, November to Remember footage. And then we go into... A match between the public enemy and Cactus Jack and Kevin Sullivan, which is hev- heavily edited. I'm assuming. I don't. I don't know if it was for TV. Oh, Do you think it was for yeah. TV time or no? For it was for the. It was for. It was for the home video. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, that's all right. It, it was. It was because they were. They were putting that exclusively on the home video, and they were only going to. You know, they were just going to highlight it to show you how you can see it so you can get the home video which I'm I, apparently from what you're talking about wasn't even ready yet I don't think so <laughs> I mean if you didn't see a commercial for it right afterwards well I know there's some there's some wild shit in this match they like disintegrate a shovel during this match like they, when it's, when it's like a snow shovel but when it starts <laughs> when it starts as a shovel when it's done it's just Pieces of plastic, yeah, like a, hanging, a hanging off <laughs> a big spark. 
Jesus. <laughs> they disintegrate the fuck out of that shovel, though. Um, and there's, right, a, we, there's a couple got, of got, chair we, shots here. We got, we got two names for the show so far. Either Big Dick Jones <laughs> or Giant Spork. Well, we still have another fucking half an hour to figure out the name of the show. <laughs> Big Dick Jones. <laughs> I'm not voting for either one of them, too. <laughs> Tito Co- Cock ain't bad, either. Tito uh, Cock. <laughs> all right. I don't know. Why. There's no There's no chance I'm, I'm going to be associated with anything that's going to go up on the internet where you can see Tito Cock. <laughs> and then you click on it and it says by your host, Aaron and Nate Maxson and Chad Austin. <laughs> I, and there's no chance I'm doing that. <laughs> there's no DJ Cock, okay? It's all a figment of the imagination. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want nothing to do with this. Just let me know. <laughs> you can argue to do it. <laughs> so what did you guys think of the well at least the highlights anyway like i said i i, I saw there was a i don't i don't know who took it because i didn't write down who t- there's a disgusting chair shot apparently in this match because i wrote down disgusting chair shot but i didn't write down who actually took the chair shot but um either my know, pen ran at, either my pen ran out of ink or i just quit watching it i think it was rocco honestly You know it wasn't Sullivan. No. Well, no, yeah, Sullivan's always going to do what's what's the deal what he does. You know what he does. He grabs the guy and he roll around outside and just brawl, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's going to be you with shit. He's going to yeah. He's going to be the one hitting you with shit. You're not going to be one hitting him with shit. No, he ain't selling for nothing. Also, um. Joey doesn't call it a, like, I've always called it a cookie sheet. Like, if I'm going to make cookies or whatever, it's a cookie sheet. Joey calls it a cookie tray over and over and over again. He's like, ah, oh, they're hitting him with that cookie tray. It's like, what? It's a cookie sheet. Never heard anybody call it a cookie tray. I don't know. Yeah. It, really? <laughs> I don't know. It bothered me. <laughs> like, <laughs> Apparently. It bothered me enough that I took a note on it. I'm surprised you didn't call your mom. <laughs> Got it, mama. <laughs> mama, is it a cookie sheet or a cookie tray? I can't. I I can't believe. I can't believe of me. <laughs> I don't know if this is a cookie sheet or a cookie plate. <laughs> and then your mom's like, "Why you sound like Sal Paloma? <laughs> why the and why the fuck are you calling me about this? <laughs> At Three o'clock yeah. in the morning." <laughs> I don't know, Aaron. Why? Why are you? Because I was upset. All right, Sal Blomo does does the people, I guess. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, it's a cookie tray. <laughs> cookie tray. Mom, I can I can only imagine what my mom would say if I called her at three o'clock or four o'clock in the morning and told her about something. Uh, then I watched it like. Like like Sal Blomo and Rick McGraw at the garden, <laughs> and when I can't believe what happened, and my mom's gonna go, my mom's gonna be like, "What do you mean, honey? 
Like, what's wrong? I go, South Lomo just lost to an arm drag to Rick McGraw. But Tony, Garea, but Tony Garea's hair was fantastic. I would never even get a chance to tell her that. Because <laughs> as soon as I got out, what I told her about, about Rene Goulet winning at the fucking garden, she would just hang the phone up and go, all right, I'll call you tomorrow. <laughs> so, Aaron, anything else on this matchup before we wrap it up here? Um, Cactus Jack is using the double arm DDT on uh, the public enemy and taunting Kevin Sullivan with it. And they play off um, the fact that Cactus did that to um, Dave Sullivan and Kevin Sullivan on WCW. And something we kind of left out was that um, Mikey Whipwreck was injured, supposedly. That's why he couldn't compete in the match. And he picked Kevin Sullivan to team with Cactus Jack and said that if Kevin Sullivan turned on Cactus, that he would kick his ass himself. And that's exactly what happens. Um, Sullivan attacks Cactus, which brings out Mikey. And then it turns into the public enemy and Kevin Sullivan basically beating down Mikey Whipwreck and Cactus Jack. And, um, Sabu and Taz come out and they attack and it just turns into this big fucking brouhaha basically good bad or indifferent and every bit of every bit of I guess you'd say heel heat like I said I've, I've just I, I, every bit of heel heat in ECW is thrust upon the public enemy right now they're they're beating up every baby face they're they're all over the show that's why I asked, is it good, bad, or indifferent? I think it's Polly using the most accessible talent that he has at that time as his yeah, I think he's brother. using I think he's definitely using the most accessible talent that he has at that time. I know I misspoke, but yeah. Um it, it it's the easiest people that he can use. Like they're they're right there. He knows they're not going anywhere, they're not Going to Japan, they're not going here, they're not going there. That's they live, you know, half an hour away. They live in a van right by the building. They they well, apparently, they can come down to the studio, call promos underneath 95. You know, Rocco, Ted Petty's got a ring they can use. I know. I mean, do you, do you really think that they live underneath that 95 like thing? Because that, well, that's not a bad place to live. If you own a ring, it's spacious. <laughs> you probably have a you probably have a box truck, right? So the ring's in the box truck, so you can technically sleep in the box truck. I've done this. And oh, and and then Can you imagine what, what a box truck with Rocco and Johnny and an unwashed ring smells like Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, listen. I mean, when you get to this point, you're not worried about you know where my standards. It's like something in here has worms. I don't know what it is, but yeah, and you're laying next to it. It's that big ass canvas there. 
smells like old socks and fucking sauerkraut. And Brute Bernard. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best Brute Bernard reference ever. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's one of the only ones. All right, guys. Overall, what do we think of this episode of ECW? What do- Wally opens the door of the, the fucking box truck, and he's like, oh, Johnny. Like, oh. And it's Rupert Hart? <laughs> he, he's standing up there like he's been there for 32 years? Hands on his hips. Yeah. Where you guys been? I thought we were taking his ring to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> Paul looks at him and goes, Brute Bernard? <laughs> and then the saga begins. He's like, you want to get chokeslammed by 911? <laughs> no, not at this point. He's a star. Yeah, oh, dude. Yeah, we we need to get this guy over. So we, we, somebody's got to figure out whether he's still alive. We got to we got to push this guy to the moon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you, what, you don't think so? What about what about Earthquake Ferris? Oof. We, we can't push him. <laughs> that guy was terrible. Not. I mean, you mean it's not good. Yeah, I didn't like him at all. Oh, Oakley Ferris. What about, um, oh, I got one. He's even got three names. Tom Rocky Stone. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is either. Is that AWA? Of course. (laughs) It was just a guess. (laughs) Yeah, what other company would have a guy named Tom Rocky Stone? (laughs) So, Chad, what did you think overall this episode of ECW? If you're great, oh, I, I thought it was decent. I mean, what what are we doing? Are we, I mean, we're doing a frequency, right? Every week. Seems like it. Yeah. I'll give I'll, I'll give it a C minus because I thought it was a little bit. I mean, maybe that's because I was on it. Uh, yeah, no, no, I'll change it. I'll, I'll give I'll give it a C plus. Aaron. I, I kind of the same rating. Um, it basically for the fact that I enjoyed the D Malenko two cold Scorpio match. For the most part, it was it was a one angle show. They were just getting over Sabu and Taz and the Public Enemy. They didn't really do anything else with it. I agree, but it didn't drag either. The show didn't drag, um, and. The the general consensus, it seems like, is every week we've come to the point where we're not saying, like, Chad, when's the last time you actually said, ah, I'm not even going to, uh, there's no rating, there's no grade. So, I mean, it's it's definitely getting marginally better because every week it seems, even though it's in the C to C plus range, we're still at least giving it credit. Because they weren't grade. doing, they weren't doing the, um, the regular, just the recaps of the big show. Right. Now it we is. have new content. At least it's it's some kind of new content, correct? Yep. 
Yep. And, and, and even the recaps are, are, I mean, this week I, I complained a little bit about the beginning. Being, I was being a whiny little bitch about how they played a lot of the end of last week's show. But um, overall, the recaps, if they're there now, they actually make sense and serve a purpose as opposed to just filling content, essentially. Or filling yeah. time, I mean. I totally agree. It's it's slowly but steadily turning into the ECW that we all know. You know what I mean? That we all want. Yeah. That's what it's that's what it's turned into. That's the ECW that we want. And we are getting there. We're <laughs> definitely they're getting, getting they're, there. They're getting there. And 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 you see it every single week. I mean it's baby steps and, and and maybe sometimes you don't even you don't even realize you see it until you, you, you go back and rewatch it and then you go, Oh, I saw that. You know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. They're doing yeah, that. All right. You're really seeing the fact that it's it's Paulie doing his thing and the the old shit's falling out, you know what I mean? Yeah, I totally get it. Well, that being said, everybody, I want to thank everybody for joining us this week on Reliving the Extreme. Don't forget to check us out on the social medias, the Reliving the Extreme Facebook group, the We Can't Wrestle podcast Facebook group. And speaking of the We Can't Wrestle podcast, at some point this next week, we will be recording the latest trivia edition of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Um, The defending champion, Archie Mitchell, has challenged Chad, Chad Austin to participate in the We Can't Wrestle Trivia Challenge. So our Chad Earthquake will... Ferris. What, Aaron? He's our Earthquake Ferris. <laughs> I thought he was Gorilla Mom Mitchell. What do we call him? Milk, Milkman Mitchell. Uh, yeah. But yes, Chad will be a part of our Trivia Challenge coming up this week on the We Can't Wrestle podcast. And again, like I said, check out all the and, social and when, medias. And when is this? We're going to record it sometime this week. Once I get my work schedule, we're going to work it out. And do, uh, yeah, get your work schedule. <laughs> we're doing trivia. I, I got I to gotta brush up on my trivia. I got to watch Raw from like two weeks ago or something. Watch some random WWE pay-per-view from 2010. Randy Orton, John Cena. Good call. Good call because that's a, that's a safe bet. <laughs> what was the main event of this show? In 2010, John Cena, Randy Orton. Yep, you got correct. it. <laughs> what was the semi-main event of this pay-per-view in 2011? John Cena, Randy Orton. You're correct. You got it. The Miz, Alberto Del Rio. You got it. All right, John everybody. Cena did a run it. <laughs> he just ran in. I think I was there. I didn't see him though. You did enough. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, everybody, this week on Reliving the Extreme. We'll see you next week. Have a great week, everybody. Chad Aaron, thank you very much. Great show, guys. To two, guys. Reliving the Extreme is a production of Maxin Out Media. All rights reserved.